And now, a word from our environment. This podcast was created to examine our environment with words and sounds. We use a word or phrase as a starting point to learn together about our environment. Our word today is energy. Hi, I'm Lenny Labrizzi, and the information you will hear is taken from a conversation I had with Tony Rose. We are both members of the Staten Island Environmental Communicators. This is part seven of eight on the topic of energy. I have split the topic into approximately 10-minute segments. Each part covers a topic about types of energy, where energy comes from, and how it gets to us. In this part, we discuss offshore oil. Well, and now, I mean, that, so that's, that's, that's the fracked gas. Now, there's also, there's been a big push to lease um, oil, offshore oil sites. Um, that has its issues as well. For sure, for sure. Um, at one point, any of the continental um, shelf was available for, what happens, the state owns the rights three miles from the shore to three miles out. And then there's an economic exclusion zone where the United States holds the rights 100 to 200 miles, depending on which treaty, depending on the, the day of the week, it's somewhere between 100 and 200 miles off the shore. So we will exclude um, Ross Pro, Gazprom, coming and drilling in our economic exclusion zone. The um, Venezuela is not going to come off the Gulf of Mexico into um, the Alabama coastline. All right, this is U.S. Um, interest. Two-thirds of all gas reserves, most of the oil that we know about, is in the Gulf of Mexico. The three spots are the Atlantic coast, the Pacific coast, and the Gulf of Mexico. The majority of oil is in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and those Gulf states have had drilling uh, since the 20s, 30s. The first in water was in a lake in Louisiana in 20, 30 feet of water. Now, um, gas is drilled uh, a mile, two miles underwater, two miles deep. The, um, and most of it, right now, the only uh, allowable spot for permits is in the Gulf of Mexico because there was a lot of uh, agitation from the coastal states that we don't really want oil wells off our shore. We have a tremendous tourism industry. Could you imagine California losing the California coast um, to an oil spill? And it only doesn't take, it only takes one. Look at um, the Deepwater Horizon. Deepwater Horizon um, oil rig in the Gulf blew up. One oil rig blew up and it almost took out the entire Gulf Coast. It almost eliminated, it was only a day or two. They capped it, the plume was headed towards Florida. And if it had uncontrolled release for two or three days more was the calculation. If there was a week, Florida would have lost its tourism industry because the currents sweep along the Gulf Coast of Florida, past the key, the Florida Keys, the Florida Keys would be lost to tourism. Imagine the beaches, all the turtles, <coughs> All the um, greased bikinis would be gone, <laughs> and that's only that's Perfect. only one. 
whole coast. That's only one accident out of one, how many? Exactly. Now, every time a tanker hooks up, a ta uh, hooks up to um, a, a, a drilling platform, there's a release. Every time a barge hooks up to the tanker, there's a release. It's a dirty industry. Kerry um, used to be a, um, I was a roustabout on the, in the oil industry and um, from the NRPA. And, and, you know, you would tell us stories that every time there's a link, it's, there's a break, there's a leak, the oil hits the water. And um, so the, the administration, the current administration in Washington, there's very little oil in the Atlantic Basin, but they would like to open both shores because it's the drill baby drill ethos. And um, the, not even just an explosion, the oil industry says, and there's some truth, that they have a dirty, dangerous job that they do, and they do very well, to supply us with all of the creature comforts that we have, our heat, our light, um, our fleeces made of petroleum, your computer screen, plastics made from petroleum. So um, we should be thankful. Well, the industry says that they are very safe. 90 to 95% of all the oil wells they drill never have an incident in the, in the first 10 years. Well, the problem occurs in the casement. When you drill a hole in the ground, they make a ring of concrete. That's the casement. And the casement protects the integrity of the hole so that oil and gas can't leak out. And 90 to 95% of the oil wells have no incident. But let's say now in the Atlantic, they drilled 5,000 wells along the Atlantic coast. Well, conservatively, 0.05 times 5,000 is a significant number. Yeah, that's potentially 250 explosions. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I was working on that calculation as you were those okay. cool. <laughs> so the oil industry assures us that if they put 5,000 wells in, there will be 250 leaky wells in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, think about Cape Hatteras, going down, going fishing, going diving. Think about the shellfish injury in Chesapeake Harbor. Thank God New Jersey doesn't have to worry about uh, tourism at the shore. Mm -hmm. Some point that'll be back. Um, so these are, now the states, a lot of the states, uh, 13 states on both coasts have gotten together to form a compact. And, but the problem is they can only forbid drilling in the first three miles. So the next step then is to forbid new fossil infrastructure. So Maine, let's say um, British Petroleum taps a well off the coast of Maine. Well, they're gonna to have to offload that oil that they pick up. They would like to go right into Portland, Maine, right off where the, their hole in the ground is. But Maine says, no, sorry. There's no terminal, no new fossil infrastructure. Well, we'll go down to, uh, they may end up have, they have to go all the way down to Georgia before they find a place to offload. That increases the price. And it's all about margin. It's all about return on investment. If the return on investment isn't sufficient, well, that makes it less attractive.
Stay tuned for part eight. Please share with your friends and listen again to And Now, A Word from Our Environment.